Welcome to Money, Mindset, and Marketing for Photographers. I'm your host, business coach, and former photographer, Safina Duke. Let's challenge the rules of how you think you should be doing business. We'll look at what it really takes to sell your work for thousands of dollars and attract the clients who will love to pay you for it. Listen on to start creating your dream portrait business. Hello there and happy Tuesday. I am recording this podcast for you on a Tuesday and on Tuesdays my podcast always comes out and I was driving to the gym this morning so I had some time, excuse me, had some time to listen to it in the car and (laughs) literally just burst out laughing. And so if you haven't listened to last week's podcast yet, it was about creative scarcity. And I was talking about like being willing to put your ideas out there and put them out there very imperfectly. And literally the moment that I said that, I started a new like segment of talking because sometimes I pause it and I restart it. And it connected to my headphones, I think, and it like recorded it all wrong. And you could definitely tell, at least I could. And I mean, I'm sure the average listener could too. (laughs) So I was like, wow, that is some like me really following my own medicine. And that's just how I do it. Like I I don't even listen to the whole thing. Like I record it and I put it in there as I record it. So I know that it's right, but I don't play it back or anything or like listen to it or edit it because that would make my brain – go crazy and that would make the whole podcasting thing seem like way too much work for me. (laughs) So I don't do that. And so I get to find out on Tuesday morning with everybody else (laughs) that it's like a little bit that there was a little bit of a mistake in there. And guess what? I survived. And the other thing that I did was share an amazing topic and share something that could help people and I did it imperfectly, and people can still get so much value and help out of it. So <laughs> I hope that that serves as an example of what we were talking about last week. But you better believe that I am going to be choosing the correct microphone as I go through this podcast because I don't want to make the same mistake twice. That's not necessary, but hopefully the sound is all correct this time. So let's get into today. I have been thinking about something that like my clients seem to struggle with, and I just wanted to offer you some thoughts on it today and some ways to work around it. So one of the things that I think a lot of people have trouble with is like getting themselves to do certain things that they're just like very resistant to. (laughs) Like they're just super resistant and they just don't do it and they don't do it. And they're wasting a ton of energy because they're also telling themselves you should be doing this and they know that like it's the next step in their business or that it could help their business but they just don't do it like they're like I can't like I'm just too resistant it's too hard I'm just not going to be able to do it so I have clients come to me in both stages where I've talked about this before but I have my clients in the first stage where they're not taking any action and they're not doing enough. They're not putting themselves out there enough. And they need to learn how to be consistent without being perfectionist, basically. <laughs> like just how to get themselves out there, out there, out there until they're just somebody who shows up all the time. And then you move into phase two where you're in the strategy phase and you maintain that showing up consistently, but then you do it better. And you do it better by working on 
who you're being, what your thoughts are around your business, around your clients, around your pricing, around money, like all of those things you get better at. But you have to get consistent first. You have to do that part first and you have to become somebody who can take action first so that you're not trying to like jumble up being consistent with being really, really good because then you're going to be like super overwhelmed and you're going to always feel like you need to be better before you can post or you need to be like in the right mindset before you can post. And that's just not true. So a lot of people come to me in different stages, right? So I'm talking for the people that are like having trouble with just putting themselves out there and doing new things. So basically the first area. I find that my clients in this stage are spending a lot of time beating themselves up for not being productive enough, basically just knowing that they should be doing it and being like, I don't know what's wrong with me. I just can't do it. And I just know I need to, and I need to just do it. And I have to just figure it out and get over it. And then they'll be mad at themselves because they don't figure it out and get over it. And so like, first of all, let's just talk about that. Like, please clear that stuff out. You don't have to beat yourself into doing things anymore. That doesn't work. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't make you feel super motivated and inspired to start your photography business if you're starting it from that place. (laughs) So like clear out that extra layer of drama that's going to make you feel terrible. And you know, people tend to forget that, even I forget this sometimes, that growth is not like you grow a tiny bit each day. It's normally like sometimes it will feel like you're not growing for about three months and then you'll just have this huge breakthrough and all these things will happen for you. And so with my clients, I've learned to be really patient with like trusting the process, trusting them, trusting it to be all working, even though like they might go for months and have the same thing. They might have this problem of showing up for months and there's always like this moment where they really start to get it and break through. But it's like you have to trust and stay with yourself and stay curious, like just showing up to those calls, gaining the awareness around their thoughts. You have to trust that that's working and that you're going to (laughs) get to the next level as you're going through that. So I think in my experience as a coach, I've started to really like You know, all of us as humans, we want to be like, oh, is it working? Is it working? Did I get the results for them? Right. (laughs) But I started to be like, calm down. Like you, you can trust that they're going to get it. You can trust that they're going to make it through that hump. So it's not necessarily something that you're going to like look at today and you're going to just change immediately, but keep working on it because it will, you will break through it. So we're talking about those things that are just very dramatic for your brain, very resistant. Like the thought of doing it makes you want to just avoid it. (laughs) You just feel like it seems like something you just cannot do. You cannot bring yourself to even go near doing it or you just avoid it and you come up with all these other things that you could do. Or maybe you even do like chores (laughs) that you wouldn't normally like to do, but you do the chores because you really want to avoid doing the other thing. And honestly, like, I think we all have this, right? I have this. I It's kind of funny because sometimes I use brushing teeth as an example when I'm coaching. I'm like, do you brush your teeth? And I'm like trying to use it as a metaphor for something. And I've learned that we all <laughs> have because people will be like, I don't like doing it. I barely want to do it. I have to force myself at night to do it. 
<laughs> so I've learned that that's maybe not the best example. And that's like me too. Like there's all this drama. It's like, ah, do I have to get up and go do that thing? Um, so <laughs> obviously that's what we're talking about. Stuff like that. I've experienced it with laundry. I've experienced it with going to networking events, any of those things. I actually started thinking about this in terms of perfectionism, like how much this is tied into perfectionism. And I kind of started thinking about how most of us are raised. And so for me, I thought about like cleaning and doing things like laundry. And I started to think back into my childhood of what the example was. And so in my house, we did not do things like consistently when it came to cleaning or laundry. It was always something that was done before a guest was coming over or before a holiday or maybe like a big spring cleaning day. And so what that meant was that it was a huge job. So it was already overwhelming for everybody. Like it was like, or the kitchen, even just cleaning the kitchen was like the whole kitchen was super messy and it was just this huge thing that somebody had to do. And so I started to think about, okay, well, why do I hate cleaning? Why do I hate laundry? And it's because ever since I was little, I was conditioned to think of it as already being something that's so big and overwhelming. And then on top of that, I had an authority figure looking down on me to tell me if I was doing it right. And so when it came to cleaning, like I remember always having to clean our bathrooms and just not do like not being good at it (laughs) and like having to redo it a million times because I would get my like I would get it checked. My parents would check if I did it correctly and I didn't and then I would have to redo it. So as I started looking back, I was like, oh, well, it makes sense how much all of that resistance comes up because I know that if I'm going to have to clean something now in my like subconscious, it's going to be, it's going to take me so much work and it's going to be this big, huge job. And then I'm not going to do it right. And I'm going to have to do it over and over again. Like those are the things that I've been conditioned to believe about laundry and cleaning. So same thing with laundry. I just, it never occurred to me that you could do laundry in a way that was like, a small load (laughs) or a manageable amount or a quick thing. Like it was always something where it was just all this stuff and I had to carry it all downstairs and carry it all back upstairs and it took all day. And now as an adult, I've started changing the way that I think about it into like, this is easy and I could just do a little bit and I could put it away in like five minutes and keeping up with it as if it's just something that's like, as easy as putting your plate in the trash when you're done with it. (laughs) I don't know. Um, And so it's like changed the way that I've done laundry and it's changed how my brain perceives it to be. It's not like a huge threat anymore. So I'm telling you this so that you can have a little bit of compassion for yourself of starting to look at how you might have been raised and conditioned to be a perfectionist and how that might have 
been like a survival mechanism or something that really deeply served you when you were younger and now is just not serving you anymore. And so you can take all the things that I said about parents and houses and cleaning and laundry and also apply it to school. Like school was something where you basically wasted all of your effort if you – like if you did a paper and you turned it in and the teacher didn't like it or it wasn't correct and you got like a D, I mean that would be a complete waste of effort. You could have just not done the paper and gotten an F. Like it it was pretty much like you had to do it perfectly to succeed in school. So if you get back down to what creates feelings, it is thoughts and it's beliefs. Thoughts are beliefs, beliefs are thoughts, but beliefs are just thoughts that you think over and over again, right? So your resistance, if you if there's something that you really cannot do, it is because of a thought that you really, really, really believe about it. Most commonly what that thought is going to look like is your brain will tell you that this thing is extremely hard or it's extremely complicated or it's new and uncertain and it's just not worth doing and it's not a good time to do it <laughs> and you're not going to do a good enough job at it so you may as well not do it. It's normally thoughts like that. So what works for me the best when my brain tells me this is to just realize that that is like a completely optional thing to believe and it's actually not even true. Okay? Like our brains are liars. My brain tells me when I need to unload the dishwasher, that it's going to be like I'm going to hate it and it's going to be so terrible and it's going to take too long and I don't have time for it. And that's literally just not true. (laughs) So if I just skip over thinking about it and I don't allow myself to have any thoughts about it and I just do it, I actually don't really hate it. I mean, I don't love it, but it's like I don't hate it. It doesn't like kill me. And it takes less than five minutes. And it's all done. And so that is like the case for every single thing that you're resisting in your business is that it's not anywhere near as hard or as confusing or as terrible as you're making it out to be. It's funny because I've started to notice this as I do. Uh, My husband and I do this like interval run on Sundays and we go to the gym and we go on the treadmill and you have to like It's kind of like an orange theory type of run. You have to go up on an incline and you get to walk every few minutes and you also run on an incline for a couple minutes at a time. And I hate running. And so the only reason why I do it is because I get breaks. (laughs) But I like I've noticed that I have different ways of talking to myself throughout the run. So I've noticed that the first part, I started to tell myself that it was easy. And so I get through the first part so easily. And the second part, I tell myself that it's really, really hard. And then the entire time, I hate it. Like it just feels like it takes so much longer than the first part. And I've even experimented with like the same exact minute of the run where I'm running at the same speed on the same incline. So it's the same difficulty and telling myself that this is just like a quick minute versus being like, oh, this minute is taking forever. 
right? It's, I mean, it's even when you just experience time, we experience time in so many different ways where it flies sometimes or where it goes by so slowly sometimes. It's all because of your thoughts. So what if it was just a fun experiment to be like, to notice how your thoughts are affecting your work and start to be curious about, okay, if I wanted to feel like this was easy, what kinds of things would I tell myself about it? I mean, it might literally just be, this is easy. I've started to tell myself that about everything. And guess what? It's pretty easy. Nothing is like that difficult. (laughs) Basically, motivating yourself to do things that you don't want to do is like a fun game of figuring out how to get your kid to do things that they don't want to do. Like, your kid, you're figuring out a way to talk to them and tell them, hey, we're going to the dentist in a way that makes it sound fun and doable and easy. Maybe not fun, maybe just doable and easy. But you're experimenting with different ways. And it's like each time you go to the dentist, you're trying out a new way to tell them that you're going to the dentist so that they don't freak out and have a meltdown or not want to go. Okay, so we've got the first strategy, which is notice your thoughts, notice how they make you feel. Notice what you do when you have those thoughts and try new ones and notice if those ones make your life easier. Very simple. Or just don't let yourself have any thoughts about it and just freaking do it. That's what I have to do about like half the things, right? You just do it. Okay. So if that does not work for you, you have another option. And this also has to do with thoughts, but it's kind of like a a sneakier way of getting into the feeling of how you want to be feeling. And the way to do it is to find something that you're already good at doing. So it could be thoughts like, I'm going to have fun. I can't wait to connect with somebody. Um, I'm so excited to see this person. I can handle this. This is easy. (laughs) I know how to do this. Those could be all of your thoughts around going to meet with a friend. Like This is safe. I've done this before. And going to a networking event, you might have all the opposite thoughts. Like, I'm not going to have fun. This is going to be terrible. I have to force myself to do this. It's the worst thing ever. It's going to be so difficult. And I'm not even going to get any value out of it because I hate networking and I hate being around this many people and meeting this many strangers. Then you start to trick yourself into feeling the feelings that you feel with a friend. And you start to open up to some new thoughts around the networking event. So maybe you wouldn't believe that it was fun or that you were going to get to see your best friend there, but maybe instead of thinking of it as like, I'm going to have to talk to all these people and it's going to be so draining. What if you thought of it like, I'm only like, I'm just going to connect with one person. Like I get to connect with somebody or like, I know how to do this or this will just be an hour and I don't have to do it perfectly. Right. Because sometimes a lot of those thoughts are coming from like the perfectionism, too. Right. Because if you're meeting up with your friend, you're not like trying to do it perfectly. But if you're meeting up at a networking event, maybe you're thinking that you have to do it right so that you can get clients and you're putting all this like pressure on yourself to be the right type of person there. So starting to just realize that you get to change how you show up and how you feel when you are getting yourself ready for these things. You could tell yourself it's going to be easy. You could tell yourself, just go, you're going to have fun. I mean, that's my thought about it because I literally do end up having fun every time I go. And it does end up being easy, but 
yeah, my brain doesn't want to believe that at first. So recap, we have number one, just working on your individual thoughts and becoming aware of them. And then we have number two, hacking your brain and your feelings from things that you already enjoy doing or that are already easy for you. Maybe things that are easy for you that aren't easy for other people. That's like a huge one. And using that to transfer over. I do this like all the time. I do it with not just getting things done. I do it with the way that I think about how easy my life is, how um, my business runs, money. I use it for everything. Lastly, I just want to touch on your self-concept because this is something that you can always be building on. Your self-concept is just made up of thoughts that you believe about yourself. And it's usually thoughts that are like very past-focused and have all of your past mistakes and things that have happened to you and the way that the world has worked for you in the past tied up in it. And you can start to just notice what your self-concept is. So you might have a self-concept as like, I never get things done and I'm not good at doing new things and I'm not doing well at this (laughs) and just like all of these things, right? And just notice how none of that is important anymore. None of that serves you. Thinking that you are like a hot mess and you can't do anything and you're just like always procrastinating, that is a self-concept that's going to lead to more of that. For example, can you imagine trying to teach your kid to ride a bike without training wheels and being like, well, yeah, you've never you've never ridden your bike without training wheels before and you're not somebody who can do it. You're definitely not somebody who does it and you're not doing it right now. No, no, no. You're not doing it right now and you're not good at it. Could you imagine telling your kid that while they're trying to learn? <laughs> All of those things are still true, right? It's not like we're it's not a lie. It's just not helpful. It's like if you woke up in the morning every morning and you started your day with reminding yourself of how much you haven't done for the past eight hours. Like you've been so lazy. You have not, you haven't accomplished anything. You haven't made any progress. Like you just literally have been sleeping for the past eight hours. You're doing nothing. That would not motivate you. Okay. Our brains only do this because they think that it motivates us, but it really doesn't. So yeah, here's your permission slip. Let that go. It literally doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how you ate yesterday. It doesn't matter what you did yesterday. It doesn't matter how you showed up in the past. All that matters is that you're ready right now. You're fine right now. You're enough right now to show up. So I hope you can use these three things, changing the way you see yourself, changing your thoughts, and using things that you're already good at to help you be good at new things. Use it. Play with the tools. Be curious about them. They might work for you at different times and not work for you at others. And last but not least, do not use thought work as a reason to not just go do things. Like sometimes you're not going to be able to get yourself to a place where you just feel super great about your day and super motivated. And you have to just let yourself like let all that drama want to come up and then just be like, nah, I'm not going to think about that right now. I'm not going to entertain that right now because entertaining drama takes way too much time and I just have to get things done. A lot of people find out about thought work and use it as something that they can just dive into and like go super deep into like exploring their brain and it feels productive, but it's actually not. It's actually a way to avoid having to do things while feeling uncomfortable. 
So just be on the lookout for that as well. Okay? I will talk to you next week. If you're ready to take your portrait business to the next level, you can work with me one-on-one in my six-month coaching program. We'll look at exactly how you've created your current results and dissolve all the ways you're still blocking income. Go to the link in the show notes and book your free business consultation call. And if you're loving the show, make sure you join us in the free Facebook community, Money, Mindset, and Marketing for Photographers. We'll see you in there. Thank you.